She howls, she bites, she wants to take me down with all of her might. She snarls, she growls, but now I'm ready to put up a fight. I've been in therapy for a hundred years, and there's a piece that I finally found. I've let go of so many fears, and she is not gonna kick me around. I'm taming my inner critic. You're not welcome here anymore. I'm taming my inner critic. Allow me to kick you out the door. Hi, welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. I'm Judy Ray Brooks. Well, I am so excited today to be chatting with Sarah Wilson. Sarah is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a number one Amazon bestselling author. She's the founder of IQuitSugar.com and the author of several books on that subject. She is a philanthropist, a anti-waste campaigner, and teller of stories about anxiety. Sarah is a self-proclaimed soul nerd. I love that. I can definitely relate to that. In her last book, First You Make the Beast Beautiful, she helps reframe anxiety as a spiritual quest. And her new book, One Wild and Precious Life, The Path Back to Connection in a Fractured World, is what we're going to be having a conversation about today. Sarah is joining me via Zoom from her home in Australia, where it's tomorrow morning. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. Oh, thank you very much. So let's start where you started in the book by describing a collective itch. Can you describe what you mean by that? We need to go back into nature to be able to really reconnect. And one of the big aims of my book is to... um, is to get people more connected to the climate crisis. That is the existential issue that we face. It's the elephant in the room, and it's the elephant that has got so big, it is now taking up the entire room. We can't ignore it. Um, It's bigger than anything else going on. And as I say on the back of, um, of my book, we fight to save what we love. We need to be in nature to return to our true nature, to be held and awed by it, to love it wildly so that we will fight for it. And that is the most wonderful thing about humans. We will fight till we are, you know, until the end if it's something that we love. We will save a child. We'll sacrifice ourselves. And then we've seen these moments where mothers can lift an entire car off their toddler. You know, we can find incredible strength. We don't mind hard work if we're fighting for something we love. And I feel that the disconnection that we've been experiencing over the last couple of decades from nature, from our true nature, from each other, has left us almost forgetful of what we're here for. And so the climate crisis has rolled in and we're sitting back just going, oh, my goodness, I feel powerless. I don't know what to do. And as you know, there's a moment where I had a a penny drop moment where I went for a hike to try to kind of deal with my own angst and despair around it. We just had the bushfires here in Australia. Um, We'd heard that one billion animals had been killed. The extinction, you know, koalas were on the extinction list. I was despairing. I was like, why isn't anyone doing anything? And I went for a hike and I just realised this is what we need to be doing. We need to have that touch point. We need to be reminded of what we love. And we love nature. We love it. 
Yes, we do. And hopefully your book will help people remember that and reconnect with that. And I think you, you, know, you touched on something. I know your book was almost finished and then uh, the COVID-19 hit and you added that into the book because how could you not? And you talk about showing up for your appointment. So why don't you just address that for a minute? Because let, you know, let's, let's give some people some ideas about what they can do to show up for their appointment. Yeah, um, I'd love to take credit for that phrase, um, but a wonderful Jungian um, psychologist, uh, Dr. James Hollis, um, came up with a phrase that I read in one of his books, and it's that our souls call us to an appointment with life. And so it, that can take the form of an illness, dreams that just plague us, and generally um, the reminders, you know, the, appoint the appointment reminders will get louder and louder until we show up. And so I actually interviewed him for this book and uh, I said, well, is this applying now at a collective level? And he said, 100%. Um, it's become something, you know, our collective souls are being called to a higher service we're being called to be of service. We're being called to um, leave behind that individualism of the last 30 years and to rise to the needs of the collective. Now, of course, COVID is actually testing all of that. COVID requires us to, you know, sneeze into our elbows, wear a face mask and do a number of things that sacrifice our immediate personal concerns for the collective good. Um, and that's on the micro level. On the macro, it's we're going to have to do some stuff to make sure that we can save this planet for our children. Um, so I find that a wonderful way of looking at things because, again, it's sort of, uh, and I use the word attunement quite often. Attunement is a word that's used to sort of suggest our relationship with nature. But I think it is also a great way to describe that spiritual sense of connection as well, spiritual sense of service. And as you know, I talk about spiritual materialism and how so much of our spiritual practices today are a cherry picking of the nice bits, you know, the sort of <laughs> all the all the love and light. <laughs> the love and light. The unicorns and rainbows. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag self-care. And it's gone too far. And every spiritual tradition under the sun works to both these, these kind of lovely peaceful kind of practices, but also service, sacrifice, hardship and showing up, showing up. And this is something that we have just forgotten about. We, we go to our, you know, meditation classes and our, um, you know, sound therapy classes and we walk out and we don't donate to causes. We don't listen to friends who are trying to um, explain racial inequalities or whatever. It's like, oh no, oh no, that's too heavy. I'm not, I'm into, I'm into chilling and self-care. I'm not into politics. And my argument to that is, oh, I'm sorry. The spiritual has always been political. What do you think Jesus was? Gandhi, right? They were responding to a political upheaval. And we're at that point in history again. And our souls, I mean, that itch is our, is, is our souls calling us to a higher level of engagement with life. You know, the appointment there, you know, we've just got to show up. And showing up, I think, I think 
a lot of people sit back in that acedia that I mentioned earlier, feeling overwhelmed and powerless. And of course, you can feel powerless when you think of all these corporations doing things and governments doing that. And you can get caught up in that dialogue, right? Um, that's not very spiritual. It's not very true either. We know better than that. We know that change comes about when individuals join the collective, we attend the appointment that we've been called to life. Life has laid it all out for us, right? It has laid out the path. We've just got to get on it. We've got to show up. And then a momentum builds. And then a change happens. And change can happen super, super fast. Human change, when we want to do it, when we love something hard enough, we can make stuff happen at an exponential rate. And that's what's going to be required to save this one wild and precious life. So it's show up to the appointment and then life will guide you. So we don't need to sit back overwhelmed and wondering what's going to happen. And another phrase that I borrow from Pima Chodron, um, she has the phrase, start where you are. And if you are a full-time nurse working shift work, if you're a mother at home with three kids, if you are a student not sure what you're going to do with the rest of your life, that's where you start. That's the perfect spot for you to actually make a difference. Um, and I'll give examples of how I saw this unfold during um, the COVID pandemic, actually, where people stepped up and got engaged in a different way. And we love it when we are given the appointment slot. We love being called to something bigger than our own boring, selfish selves, right? We exactly. get a kick up Yeah. No, that's true. Well, I want to get to the book. So yes, sarahwilson.com is where you can find lots of different discussions and information and, and links to things. Um, if you're after information on the hikes, I've just launched sarahwilsonhikes.com, which has all the hikes from the book. So you'll get a little bit of a taste. Oh, um, okay. you know, I think the book comes out at an interesting time as we are just about to kick into 2021. And we, are, we have a wonderful... Um, call into an appointment with a new year and perhaps uh, a better way of doing things. And I, and I really like what you said about that change can happen fast. And I believe that your book is going to be a big part of that change, Sarah. And, and okay. I know you also have started a book club project for people and they can find out about that on your website as well, which sounds, sounds like a lot of fun and I want to get involved in that. So I just want to say, will you come back and talk to me again after this has been out a little bit longer? And uh, I just would love to keep this conversation going, especially on my Wild Woman Wisdom podcast. That's something that is just kind of organically growing on its own. Uh, it's something that I'm not pushing. And as an entrepreneur, and I know you can relate to this, it's like I always had a plan what I was going to, you know, whenever I started something. This just spoke to my heart. And uh, I know it's, it's going to evolve in all kinds of ways and having uh, women like you on, on the podcast and part of it uh, is, I think, part of the, the divine plan. So <laughs> I, I believe that and I think the time is right for women to get quiet, wild and open with their thinking and to allow what comes to come. And Jane Fonda is my guru when it comes to this kind of thinking, you know, the fact that you can be well, in her case, into her 80s. And she said that's the perfect time to become an activist because women in particular, they find a certain type of wildness in their spirit and uh, they get very laser focused on what matters, which I think is lots of fun. So I think the theme of your podcast is wonderful. 
Well, thank you. And uh, I, I, I'm just thrilled to be able to have this conversation with you today and to connect. And I hope that we will have more meaningful connections, deep, deep connections uh, as we go forward into 2021. Uh, so thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And um, and I know my listeners are going are gonna to love hearing this and I'm going to have fun figuring out how to slice and dice it, I think. <laughs> well, much, much love and wellness um, and courage to all your listeners over there in, uh, in the United States. Well, thank you so much. I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Wild Woman Wisdom on nowwithpurpose.com or wherever you get your podcast. And we'd love hearing from you at my Facebook page, wildwomanwisdom.org. I'm taming my inner critic. You have no power over.